Welcome to WNY Brews Episode 3 this week. We are talking about our local homebrew supply store. We're also talking to the guys from the Bagged and Borecast about cellaring beer. My name is Scott. I'm a home brewer outside of Buffalo, New York. I'm with Das House Brewers. Von Buffalo Homebrew Club. I'm sorry it's been a couple of weeks since you've heard from me. If you want to hear why, go to 38 Minutes In. I explain it. Otherwise, I am drinking a brown ale that we brewed at the house. We are drinking our mistakes tonight. Grab a mistake beer. We're opening in three, two, one. All right, we are talking about our local homebrew supplies today. If you are on uh, any forums or or online searching about homebrewing, I'm sure you've seen LHS or LHBS for your local homebrew supply or your local homebrew store. Here in Western New York, we have a handful of them. I would I would suggest you head on Google, uh, open up maps, and, and search homebrew supplies and see the list. I'm going to go through the ones that I've been to, and I'm going to include one that I haven't been to Um just I've been in their parking lot. I just haven't been there when it's when it's open. So as far as I go up north, I, I live in Hamburg. Um, I don't know if there are any in Niagara County. I'm I'm sure that there are, right? But I, I've never been to them. So starting at Niagara Tradition. Niagara Tradition, uh, Bert Deister was on episode two, uh, if you listen back to that, talking about the starter kits that they have at Niagara Tradition. And they have equipment, uh, bottling supplies, kegging supplies. They have... Uh, thermometers. I'm, I'm okay. I'm not going to list off all the equipment they have. You name it, they have it. They have ingredients. They have yeast, hops. The most important part, though, about all of these local homebrew supplies is that they have people who know what they're talking about. And and you're not going to get that if you go online. Um, I'm, of course, you will get people in the forums, but you know what I'm talking about. If you order something from, uh, say, Northern Brewer, you could chat with somebody, but you really can't have them quote-unquote, you know, show you how something is done. You maybe can watch a video on YouTube. But when I went up to NT Homebrew this past week, for example, I needed parts for my Corona mill. I'm, I'm putting together a Corona mill. We found one at an estate sale, but it was missing everything from the, free, uh, the feed screw forward. And I, I told Bert that, and he was able to show me first, these are the parts that I needed. He had some extra parts from one that... Uh, had that was missing something in the main section which is the part that i had so he sold me half of a corona mill which was great that's exactly what i needed i i I wouldn't be able to get half a corona mill online you know what i mean i i can get parts but corona mill parts individually the one part is the same price as what bert sold me half of a corona mill for and he sold it to me for about half the price of a, a corona mill which is perfect um but he also showed me how to put it together, gave me tips. You know, make sure you try this, uh, make sure you do this, and, and so on and so forth. That's what makes the local homebrew supply stores uh, so great. It's, it's the people, it's the knowledge, and you know if, if I have a problem with that now, I can go up to Bert and say, hey, what am I doing wrong? And he'll show me. I can't walk up to the internet. I, I know, I'm, I'm belaboring this point. So anyway, south of Niagara Tradition, which has uh, beer supply, 
wine supply, uh, cheese making supply, and pop making supplies or soda making supplies. But I assume if you're listening to WNY Brews, you would call it pop making supplies too. South of them is Kegworks. They have a new store. I think it's on Military. Um, I've been to the store a couple of times. I actually, first time I went to Kegworks, it was on Main Street in Buffalo. And that, that was just their office. But they, they sold me some stuff out of their office probably 2003, 2004. I got a bottle opener and a Mr. Boston manual. Um, second time I went to them, that was before their store opened. Again, just their office, but that was up on military also. And I've been to the store. And if you haven't been there, check them out too. I built two kegerators in our house using parts completely from uh, Niagara Tradition and Kegworks. Then, south of that, um, the place that I've never been to, Let's Do Wine. Let's Do Wine and Beer on Transit Road in Depew. I've been in their parking lot. I've been in the area and thought, oh, I should check this place out and, and arrived at the wrong time and they were closed. So I will check them out. I can't say anything about the inside of the place, although I can see that I saw stuff from the window. I, I peeked in. They seem to have uh, equipment for wine and beer making supplies. Uh, south of that, by me in Hamburg. I, I get a lot of stuff from the consumers in Orchard Park. If you haven't been to consumers in Orchard Park, uh, they have a, a small home brewing section that has some equipment, uh, grains, uh, DME, LME, brewer's best kits, uh, yeast hops. Uh, you know, the the I'm not going to say minimum, but yeah, the minimum. If you need something, there's a chance they have it. Uh, there's a good chance they have, you know, the basics. If you're going for something more specialty, you might have to go to, to one of the uh, other stores. Now, right next to me in the village of Hamburg is a place called 10,000 Vines. It's a, it's a winery and winemaking supply store. And I get my universal stuff there. If I need star sand at the house, for example, I don't need to, to drive anywhere. I could literally walk to 10,000 Vines and get some star sand, which is great to have somewhere to get uh, a bubbler or, or a star sand or a bung or a carboy, uh, even certain types of yeast you know, within walking distance of my house. Now, the last one that I'm going to mention today, I went to for the first time uh, this past weekend, I went down to Dunkirk Homebrew Supply. And first of all, I'm upset that I had no idea that it was there, that I had to Google it, and I, I happened to find it. Because I went to Fredonia, uh, graduated 10 years ago, so, so 2001 to 2005, I was in Fredonia, and they were open, and I had no idea that they were even there. I asked why. They said that they're not allowed to, to uh, advertise on campus, which I understand, I guess. Uh, but my junior year and senior year, I was over 21. I, I missed out on two good years of homebrewing up in Fredonia because I had no idea they were there. However, being in Hamburg, it's about the same distance away from me as Niagara Tradition is, and it's a really solid choice. Check out Dunkirk Homebrew Supply, too. It's a small place. I had difficulty finding it at first, but it's, it's in the parking lot of, of a larger place. It's small. Uh, I, I looked at it thinking this is like a garage, the size of it. I, I can't imagine what they're going to have in here. And, and what they lack in space, they totally make up for in using that space. I walked in and I was amazed at how full the place is of, of homebrew supplies. And it's not, not full, like, um, messy. It's just that they are utilizing every inch of space that they have. I was walking around the store going, all right, if I, if this were my only homebrew supply store around here, what would I be missing if this was my only choice? So I'm walking around, I see stir plates, I see, uh, grains, hops, yeast, and a huge selection in the back room. 
I see uh, fermenters. I see um, immersion chillers. I see uh, oh, uh, plate chillers. I see practically everything I could possibly need. In fact, I was looking for what they don't have, and I wasn't able to think of anything off the top of my head that they don't have. They have tubing. They have kegging supplies. Um, apart from getting CO2, which I don't think any of the local homebrew supplies sell CO2, Dunkirk Homebrew Supply was a great choice. So check out your local homebrew supply, whether you live uh, south and you're going to Dunkirk, whether you live north and you're going up to Niagara Tradition, or you live right in the middle and you're going to check out Let's Do Wine because I'm going to check them out too, uh, or 10,000 Vines. Or if you know a place that I didn't talk about, please let me know, at WNY Brews. So that's my, uh, my, my quick rundown of your local homebrew supply shops. Go check them out, please. It will be well worth your time. And you won't have to pay shipping anymore, huh? All right. So coming up right now, we have the guys from the Bagged and Boardcast. It's a comic book podcast uh, that has a pretty hefty beer segment at the beginning. It's John, Paul, and Chris um, talking about beer sellers. They've been sellering beer together as a podcast for a couple of years. And since uh, moving to three separate places... They now have three separate beer cellars, or, or beer closets in Chris's case. But we talk about uh, what kind of beer they sell or what kind of experiences they have, what their beer cellar uh, currently looks like, and so on and so forth. Now, the first time I recorded this, I was actually standing in Paul and John's uh, beer cellar. More Paul's beer cellar is his actual basement. And we recorded a great 20-minute segment uh, it was it was great to talk about. We were actually looking at the beers, and I forgot to hit record on the recorder. Not something I'm I'm normally bad at. Happened to be bad at it that night. Um, so it was still a great conversation. But I ended up calling them on Skype the next day, so we could have the same conversation. Just I wasn't sitting in front of their beer the second time. So here are the guys from the Bagged and Boardcast being very nice to do a second interview about the same exact thing since the first one didn't record. Here you go. Uh, so, uh, introduce yourselves. Who who are you, please? Uh, we are the Begden Boardcast, and uh, I'm Paul. I'm John. I'm Chris. And we come at you three ways. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that is the tagline. <laughs> you can hear it every week on the Begden Boardcast, available on iTunes or at BeggenBoard.com. And also on Stitcher. Stitcher. Nice. And Zune Marketplace. Bagged and board. Does the Zune Marketplace still exist? No, it's now right? I, like people the Microsoft don't have Zunes. Uh, I think it's Hold the it. Microsoft uh, <laughs> Marketplace. Somebody backed the wrong horse. <laughs> oh, ten bucks cheaper, and it did everything I needed it to. Plus, gave me a uh, radio. And this is how long you guys have been going. I'm pretty sure on one of your episodes, I backed HD DVD over Blu-ray. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Probably. I think. <laughs> I don't remember. I had Gatorade, but it didn't seem to help. Nope. Uh, no, we're coming up on our six-year anniversary. Six years. Yeah, but uh, in July? In July, yeah. July. Yeah. It was July. At the end of June, beginning of July. Which is insane. It's been a long, long fun road. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you drinking today? Uh, we've started with uh, Nirvana IPA from Omegang Brewery. I just had that two weeks ago. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal. We had it the week before it came out. Really? They had uh, Omegang was at Beerology. Oh, cool. Uh, which is another thing we're talking about on this week's episode. So Omegang was at Beerology, and they they were touting, "Hey, here's the new IPA that's coming out next week. We're gonna we're gonna let everybody taste it tonight." 
Did you ask him why it wasn't uh, Belgian-y at all? No. Wait, why? Is there a Belgian brewery? Oh. No, I, th- think I, th- they've I done thought it was a pretty solid IPA offering. Yeah. No, it's a solid IPA offering. Just nothing that you would expect from Oma Gang. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, a little sneak peek for episode number 259. Nice. I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't think it was anything. I mean, like I said, it was a solid IPA offering. Uh, I drank it. I went, oh, this is good. Like, would I go out the next week to make sure that I had it as soon as I hit the shelves? Probably not. No. And I didn't. <laughs> but the guy was nice. <laughs> the Omegang guy. We talked about cake. The band or the food or the both? The band, yeah. yeah Are they still together? Yeah, they, they played a show at Omegang a couple of years back. Like, oh, have you never been? And I said, I almost went to see Cake a couple of years back. Hmm. Do you know they're close? They're in Louisville. Kentucky? Uh, no. What's uh, Cooperstown? Yeah. Baseball Hall of Fame. That's what we are thinking Louisville. I was thinking sure. Louisville Slugger. Yeah. But this is going to be cut out. out. I hate it when I sound stupid. <laughs> I thought you meant Cake was like headquarters. Was like, that's where they're from. That's what I meant. Of course. I'm sorry. So what else are you drinking? Uh, we're drinking another beer from Oma Gang. They're Joma Gang. It's a coffee ale brewed with cocoa nibs. And then I brought a couple beers from Michigan. We have Fifth Voyage, a coconut porter from Cranker's Brewery, and then the milkshake stout from Rochester Mills. Huh. How is how's the milkshake stout? Haven't had it yet. Oh, okay. We haven't had it yet here, but I've so had it. What episode are you are you on right now? 259. So you'll have to go to, to bagdenboard.com and listen to episode 259. All of it. The whole episode. To see what they think of the shake. Well, what else are you talking about on the episode? Well, we got our uh, comic reviews from the past month. You know, we'll be talking about uh, some of the bigger releases, some of the noteworthy releases from uh, April. From right? April. Uh, when is your bracket due? When, if people still want to do the bracket, when is it due by? Ooh, it, it was due. You need to get a Friday. time machine. <laughs> time. Okay, uh, never mind. Before the first movie came out, that's on the bracket. Yeah, a little bit of Avengers too. You, we already had the estimated numbers, and we talk about that the great opening weekend it had uh, on the show. And you, you have that one slated to go pretty far. I, I would assume each of you, right? Oh yeah, I, right. I think everybody does. Yes. Yeah, that's that's the easy easy odds-on favorite. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like uh, the American Pharaoh of this uh, this bracket. Of course, of course. So the reason why I wanted to talk to you, and the reason why I already did talk to you, <laughs> is because you sell our beer, and and you have for for a while now. Uh, let, could you? Pl- yesterday I was standing in it. Could you please explain your beer cellar? It's it's uh. The basement of my house, and all it is is uh, a couple built-in shelves, and my wife graciously uh, lets me (laughs) uh, store beer on one section of one of the shelves, right above the Christmas decorations. And John has a cellar as well? Yeah, mine's actually a refrigerator that I have turned up kind of as warm as I can get it, so it's probably about 45, somewhere between 45 and 50 degrees. And basically, to really cellar a beer, you want it in a cooler, dark place where you're not getting any light and where the beer won't get disturbed. I don't have a cellar. I live in a smaller apartment, so I keep my cellaring beer in a closet out of the light and away from the radiator so it doesn't absorb any of that extra heat. Have you thought about getting a temperature controller, John? 
Uh, at, at this point, it's perfect. Like I'll pull my beers out where I'm before I'm going to drink them because um, I keep all my beer in there. I have everything labeled for cellaring. It's one of the big things we learned with cellaring is put a date of either mm-hmm. when uh, you put it in there or when you want to take it out. And always remember that uh, labeling mechanism because you can go back uh, like six months later and be like, wait, is this when we put it in or when is this date when we want to drink it? I'm the type of person who would have an Excel spreadsheet. Do you have an Excel spreadsheet? No, no, because we're not near any computer when we're putting it down in the basement. Well, even if you have like a clipboard <laughs> with yeah. something on it that you can just mark down what beer, when you bottle it. Or not bottle, but cellared it, and then when you want to drink it, mm-hmm. hey, this is my clipboard. Yeah, there it is. Job. This has all the interviews that I've done for the podcast, what file name they are, and uh, where I recorded them, who's on them, and the topic. Mm. You should use that for your beer too. I should. Yep. Yeah. Well, because you've asked us, are you going to be selling any beer? You do have a cellar. I am. I am in it right now. I'm going to open a beer that I'm selling right now. While I do that, okay. Um, you tell me when you started getting into cellaring and why. Probably because it was the Dogfish Head barley wine, and it said "ages well" on the bottle, right, John? Uh, yeah, it said "age well." It said, you know, if you if this beer is a little too strong for you, I think they they mentioned like digging a hole, yep. burying the beer, and uh, coming back to it in a year and trying it again. So. That was the first time we actually sat on a beer and said, let's try it again. The only problem is we didn't really remember what it tasted like or made the had the idea to, hey, maybe we should put a note of what episode mm-hmm. uh, we listened to that on. And now on our website, Bagged and Board, we keep a log of all of the beers and episodes that we do. Nice. Definitely helps out, especially with the stuff that's being constantly released or at least coming out annually because we do have the ability then to go back and try that one that's been cellar for a year or two and drink it alongside our fresh one. We did that recently with KBS. Yep. Yeah. Let me tell you, KBS, one year. That's my mark. You guys kind of like it both a two-year mark, I, but I'm a one-year mark kind of guy. Year, it's still a delicious beer at two mm-hmm. years, but it's not as it's not as bourbon pop mm-hmm. is the one year um but yeah yeah i like the nice smoothness that it gets yeah yeah and uh we've also gone to the um southern tier creme brulee which we sat on for just under two years i think it was like 16 months and that beer just wowed me because i'm not a huge fan of it fresh mm-hmm. a little too sweet just a little too syrupy yep. for me i'm the same way but with 16 months on it it is an amazing vanilla stout. And something else that we've kind of learned is don't be afraid to buy a lot of beer. Recently, Paul bought an entire mm-hmm. case of the Southern Tier Pumpkin. John and I have bought multiple bottles of Ithaca's Anniversary, the uh, Excelsior series, when those have come out, just so we can have those for years to come because sometimes that stuff gets hard to find mm-hmm. right after it comes out. I mean, this this isn't for the people who are going to buy a, a thirty pack of beer. This is for the people who are really going to appreciate the beer one at a time. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and that also affords you the ability to get involved in the online beer trading. Which, John, you've had a little bit of experience with as well. Yeah, um, I've traded different def, different things, uh, bourbon aged beers that we've come across for some aged beers. We've um, traded for 
a couple of things that really sounded good. Uh, uh, gingerbread stout, mm-hmm. gingerbread stout aged in bourbon barrels. We've um, we've made some good trades here or there, and and we've gotten some great things for it. Yeah. Slightly off topic, I, I want to do a beer draft on this on this podcast too. I will, I will give you guys full credit for the idea. <laughs> oh, okay. you, are, you are welcome of the beer draft, but it was it was so much fun. I want to do one too. Um, uh, so a I, a I mystery case contact. where you have the mystery case and then you pull it out one at a time. Exactly. Okay. Exactly like and that. You do the bid and you have X amount of dollars to purchase a bid. Okay. No, running it exactly like that. That's how I got a Pliny for like two dollars and twenty five cents. Yeah, you got to know somebody who's able to yeah, right? really good beers. Know somebody who can get a Pliny, for example. Yeah. Not yeah. that that would necessarily be in the mix because you want to. Uh... All right, back to this. <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember the questions I asked last night. This is why you always record. Yeah. Because so- I thought last night went so well. Um, well, I'll tell you this, Scott. The better beers to seller uh, are going to be your higher alcohol uh, <laughs> beers. Uh, also, your. What do you mean by higher? Like, at what you, percentage you point? You want at do you least mean? something over. Eight to nine okay. percent. Uh, anything higher than that is going to be perfect, in a sense, for aging. Um, one one year, I bought a whole case full of different uh, stout imperial stouts and porters, mm-hmm. and we aged them from February of like 2013 to February of 2014. Some of those beers tasted amazing. Some of them didn't hold up. And, I mean, that's the thing that I bought those beers knowing that it's a gamble, but we might be able to find something that is just going to wow us. And we had that with um, Al Smith's um, Coffee Stout, mm-hmm. uh, Speedway Stout. Speedway, Speedway Stout, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which yeah. is great just drinking on its own, but a year on it is a fantastic tasting beer. Mm-hmm. And then you get the clunkers, like uh, any IPA ever. Or some of the uh, higher malty stouts go and porters just disappear or turn what we call teriyaki. It tastes like teriyaki sauce. But you're you are cellaring alive, which again being yes. bottle conditioned. And yeah, the Southern Tier Alive. They yeah. release it like two years in a row now, mm-hmm. and they do say it's bottle it's, conditioned. It's a uh, it's a constantly being released beer. beer now, and yeah. it's bottle conditioned and. The reason why they call it live is because it's supposed to be living. It's supposed to change as it sits in the cellar. And that's the other thing when cellaring a beer is you want to look for live active yeast that mm-hmm. will continue to change that beer. Awesome. I had a good question while I was drinking. I'm gonna I'm gonna forget it. Take a take uh, a sip. What are this you drinking? Right here. This is the uh, the pumpkin beer that we made. Oh. Uh, with the goal of saving it for an entire year to make it to this year's Thanksgiving. Who's the we? Uh, me and my dad. Oh, okay. So we, we mashed in with pumpkin. Um, you know, it's not just pumpkin spices. We we literally threw pumpkin in the mash tun. Did you use actual pumpkin or did you use like the canned pumpkin pie filling? No, we used canned pumpkin pie filling. Okay. But a lot of it. <laughs> you know, because I've talked to people who have done actual pumpkin and the roasting process takes forever. But you, you do like to smoke your meats and stuff, so why not? Yeah, why not smoke a pumpkin? We do, so we didn't, though. 
<laughs> no, we just <laughs> we threw in the pumpkin and the mash tun. So some of the fermentable sugars in this are from actual pumpkins. Scott, um, I think what you guys should do is smoke a pumpkin with like marshmallows inside the pumpkin. It's not a bad idea. And then put that into your mash. Yeah, that into sounds. The mash. I wonder how that would go. All right, this year, this year we'll give it a we'll give it a shot. Yep, and that's that's the bag and board pumpkin beer. There mm. you go. Bag and board. <laughs> what kind of wood do I roast it with? Like if you're if you're smoking malt for smoked beer, you're using something like like beech wood or or um, hickory. Okay. I don't know. Why, why I would roast it. I wouldn't smoke it. Oh come on! We want a deep, smoky, and rich. Yeah, especially with marshmallow. Smoky marshmallow. All right, we're gonna we're gonna look into this. Yeah, we're gonna see what we can do. Mm-hmm. So because Paul, it's almost time to really start brewing your pumpkin beer right now. It's going to be out next month. If I learned anything from last year, we're going. Well, we'll do it again in time for Thanksgiving because we did it. We wanted it. We wanted to drink it for Thanksgiving, but also save most of it for next Thanksgiving. So that's what we're doing. I don't. I don't think we're going to have any left. Right. By Thanksgiving, what is it now? May, so mm-hmm. this is uh, six or seven months in. I have. How did, it, how did it hold up? I have about ten bottles left. My dad probably has similar. But how did it hold up in the six months? Oh, it's great. Oh, it's, it's, it's been smoothing out too. Any harsh flavors that were in it before are are mellowing out. Good. Um, That's usually what you want to look for in um, in aging. This all feels kind of hipsterish. What you mean? Like when it's no, it's like anti-hipster because we like it after it was good. You're you're talking to somebody and like, oh, you like you like that uh, pumpkin? You should try a pumpkin after a year of aging. And they're like, yeah, no, I just like pumpkin. No, I think a more hipster thing would be like, no, I like 2011's pumpkin more than 2015's pumpkin. Well, if it weren't, there you go. If it weren't for hipsters, we wouldn't have PBR anymore. So. <clears throat> yeah, well, they're keeping American Institutes alive. <laughs> um, any other good questions I asked last night? Uh, Is this thing actually recording? Yes, <laughs> right now it's recording. We're at twenty. No, no, no that's 11, what you asked yourself 12, last night and said thirteen. No. Oh, four, yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, how many beers are you currently selling? Roughly thirty. Like, well, individuals, probably around, like, 12 different beers right now we have in the cellar. Yeah. Uh, Not sure what needs to come out soon. Not sure what's going long-term. I think we only have really five or six long-term beers down there right now. Uh, And some beers that aren't coming back out, so we're, like, we're sitting on these beers that are considered really good Mm -hmm. in in our taste that we don't want to just crack open a drink for anything mm. russian um, imperial stout from otter creek from otter creek is being one of the key ones but no like um we actually went through our cellar quite a bit because the one member of our broadcast who has put a lot of beer into that cellar uh was moving away so we kind of spent what a dick <laughs> we kind of spent a lot of time just clearing out that cellar mm-hmm. and now it's it's not as big as it used to be it used to be yeah. huge yeah um but we spent probably about eight months drinking all of our cellared beers mm-hmm. and now it's kind of our own individual yeah cellaring and certain things here or there for the podcast do you ever think about cellaring kegs 
No, because I don't have the room. Even though I have the basement and probably have the most room to do it, you have I the room. I'm, I'm not allowed. I wouldn't be allowed that kind of space just for a keg of beer. You also, wouldn't even I, see it. You wouldn't even know. Uh, I, also, you know, like when we drink beer, we don't just drink beer to get silly and drunk. Dr- uh, drunk, of course. We, we drink it for the flavors and the tastings. Mm-hmm. And why would you age a giant keg if you're not going to mm-hmm. be drinking it steadily and right away? This is something that we sit and sample and really enjoy those flavors. Well, let me let me tell you what we do. We tend to when we when we keg a huge batch. If we keg a ten gallon batch, we tend to have a party. Mm. How come we've never been invited to your party? You have been invited to parties. The last one was in January. You were here. Okay, we That's almost went through those fun. two two five gallon kegs that night. I helped I helped you brew brew a beer and never received anything. Yeah, that from one's that. gone. That one's gone. Well, also with how we sell our stuff too, like if we only have a couple bottles. We'll be splitting that bottle mm-hmm. like two or three ways, and you never really know what you're going to get. Some stuff that we've sold, like we already said, it just Didn't it does not what? last. So to throw the money at a keg and then be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that that's a hate drink right there. Yeah, and I mean we spent nineteen dollars each for three four packs of KBS, mm-hmm. which was a good investment for us. We've really got our money returned on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bourbon County twenty five dollars for a four pack. That initial first bottle fresh. You go, I just threw my money away. Mm-hmm. You sit on that for a year and you have that sample. You go, okay, I, I spent my money wisely, but now do I let this age another year and say that I wasted my money or do I drink the other ones with a year mm-hmm. on them? That's something that we ran into with the Ithaca Excelsior 14 as well. The 14 was a hoppy black ale. We loved that beer. We were drinking mm-hmm. it for years to come. And then it finally just hit the point like four years later where it was like, no. Yeah, don't, don't yeah. we we saved it way too long. And even well, like the, the bottle year before, the year before we were like, oh, it's it's on its way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the bottle was saying that it could be aged up to five years, I, and the bottle said aged indefinitely. Definitely. Oh wow! And yep, no, three Which, years is the I mark. Mean, technically, you could keep it going, but at that point, it's not you're, worth it. Yeah, you're drinking uh, unless it gets better. We we uh, might have no. missed out. There's no coming back. Once, you keep saying KBS. It's Tell me what KBS stands for. It's Founders uh, Kentucky Bourbon Stout or Breakfast Stout. Breakfast, breakfast Stout. It's their regular breakfast stout that's been aged in bourbon barrels for a year. Cave aged. Right. Cave aged mm-hmm. in their special caves hidden somewhere in Michigan. Don't worry, I'm on the case. <laughs> that's why you moved out there. On the scene. Right? Mm-hmm. It, next to Founders. L- literally like three minutes away from it. It's when, awesome. when you move, what, what are you next to? Uh, literally right next to Disney World. Uh, yeah, but, but the closest actual brewery would be Cigar City. Cigar City. So we need to have some... Uh... And that's over in Tampa, isn't it? Yeah, it's like an hour or two away. But th- there's really? probably other... Like, yeah. There's other like smaller microbrews down there. <laughs> Jailai is what Cigar City is probably best known for, their IPA. They actually do a uh, vanilla-aged Jailai, too, which um, I really want to try. Their Imperial Stout uh, that they bourbon age, they have a big... I think it's called Hunapin? And their Hunapin bur- uh, barrel aged, they have a huge, big party for. Now, one of the things I'm actually excited for when I go down there, um, 
one of the local Florida breweries, I don't know which one I have to do the research for it, they actually brew beers for Universal Studios, and they're responsible for brewing Duff Beer, which you can get in the Springfield <laughs> section of the park, as well as two beers that you can get the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. They do a Stout and a Porter. One is like, like the Witch's Brew, Hick- like which is the Porter, and then they do the like the Dragon Stout. When you uh, when you move down there, I'm going to need all of the fun beers from from there. Are they all on draft? Do you think they sell bottles? They're, they're only on draft. All right, I'm going to find. Clearing. Well, that's just more reason. Those for the. Uh, we need those for the beer draft. Good luck. <laughs> to to pull out a duff out of the box, like you are you are. Uh, you're what's the word? Not auctioning. You are bidding. Yeah, you are auctioning. That's stuff. That's, beer right now. It's an auction. Four point seven percent. Lager. 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 What are you from Western New York? Right. All right. My goal is to get these get these done. Guys, do you have any questions for me? Yeah. Uh, what What are you talking about on this episode other than us? Well, uh, okay. I went down to uh, Dunkirk Homebrew Supply, and uh, I'm talking about that trip. It it's phenomenal. It's the same distance away for me from Niagara Traditions is Niagara Traditions towards the north, Dunkirk Homebrew Supply from the south, uh, and awesome. Um, and we're going over bureaulogy, mm. uh, talking about the event, what it was like, what to expect, how to get into it next year. As we're talking, I am looking up how to smoke a pumpkin. Nice. Okay. Because this is going to happen. The bag and board pumpkin homemade. ale. You're getting a lot of about a homemade bong, aren't you? How about to, what? How to make a homemade bong out of a pumpkin, aren't you? That's what's coming up. No. Top result. We need to come up with a good name. I'm not making this beer without a really good name. We said, Chris said, bagged and gourd. Oh, that gourd. is beautiful. You Chris didn't hear wins. that. Chris oh. wins the internet tonight. I was, I was <laughs> clever with that one. Bagged and gourd. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys and me. I'm, I'm going to run a promotion. You should run a promotion. Wait, is it too. bagged and gourd pump cast? Or is that too much? Is that a bridge too far? Pump cast. No, right. both good. I like bagged and gourd so far better. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see. <laughs> uh, it doesn't say what kind of wood chips that they use over here to smoke a pumpkin. It says wood chips. What kind of self-respecting respecting smoker just says wood chips? You know, you got your wood. You, yeah, you right? Oh. The wood. Just wood. You know, something pressure-treated. Just something to really kill you. Something you really with a want, lot of carcinogens. You really want those chemicals. To yeah, I have a hardwood floor in my house that we tore up. Just use some of that. Yeah. I use the mulch from my mom's house. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> there we go. Smoked pumpkin right here. Right here. Really Come on. The red. Tell me what kind of wood to use for this. We put these in the freezer quick. It's better when it's cold. Sure. Okay. Oh, tell me this. Come on. Come on. Roast the pumpkin. Why don't they tell you what kind of wood? All right. So we're going to run a promotion where people win a six-pack of this stuff. Does that does that mean uh, the Bag and Board Boys might get some? Yeah. Oh, you'll get some for sure. Can we get some for uh, cellaring as well? We should do this as a thing. This will be a thing. I just I just put up my first video on WNY Brews, and you guys have bagged and board bites. Yes, on the YouTube. Yeah, we should make this a video. How? It's just you brewing. Oh, oh us pumpkin. brewing together. Yeah, everybody. At the thing. Uh, oh, 
time lapsed. Yeah, no, and and yeah, exactly. You should, you should just explain yourself just a little bit more, so we're not lost next time. Mm-hmm. We should make this. He used a lot of pronouns like we, and we don't know, but we, I know I didn't help brew this pumpkin beer. <laughs> How that... to make a pumpkin bong? You're right. <laughs> See, I told you. I'll be there. Huh? No, let me know when you plan on doing this because I'd like to come up for it. Uh, in in the inverse, we will wait until you are ready to come up to do it. I will wait for you. That works as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Li- it recorded, I promise. Yay. <laughs> so here we are at the end of the episode. If you've been listening this whole time, I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm sorry that it's been a couple of weeks uh, since I got an episode out. I'm going to, to work on that and get that fixed. Um, I, was, I was feeling bad about the episode. This particular episode episode four uh except of course the part with the bagged and board guys i have recorded this episode um about five times now if i had to go hours i'm gonna say eight to ten hours of actual talking into a microphone to get these 40 minutes uh a lot of it i just i wasn't liking the way it was going i was doing too much editing and then i'd I'd go back to the drawing board and say record that section again do it again um i was i was being a perfectionist and and you know what? It's it's really not uh, necessary. It's not like being a perfectionist is is doing a huge amount to up the quality of the podcast. What's going to up the quality of the podcast is doing it more and and who we're talking to because because great guests like like Bert Deister last episode and the Bagged and Boardcast who who thank you again www.bagdenboard.com. That's going to up the quality of the show and I'm going to work on it some more. Uh, so I'm going to focus on getting out the podcasts sooner, and I'm not going to stress as much about getting them perfect because I made a realization this morning um, in in the shower, which I'm sure a lot of you uh, do some thinking in the shower too. As I was thinking about this episode, going, man, I really, re- really need to re-record that part. And I'm stumbling over my words right now. I'm going to leave it all in. Uh, I really need to re-record that part. Um, I realized that this w- this isn't the first podcast that I've run into this same problem on the fourth episode. I don't know what it is about the fourth episode. No, I know this is episode three, but if you're if you go back, there's an episode zero. So this is the fourth episode, and I really start to second guess things at the fourth episode. So it was important to me to get this one out. We'll strive for perfect on a different episode. If you have uh, comments, if you have criticism, please let me know. It's scott at wnybrews.com. If you have positives, please let me know that. Do it on Twitter, at wnybrews. I'd love to hear from you. If you have ideas or, or you have um, experience that you want to talk about on the episodes, please let me know, at wnybrews. Otherwise, we will see you next week. We are at wnybrews.com. We're at wnybrews on Twitter. Please check out the Bagged and Boardcast. They're at the uh, bagdenboard.com. Uh, board, sorry, B-O-R-E-D. Please check out the Rearview Ramblers. The Rearview Ramblers uh, provided the theme song for this show. They're on Facebook. They're, they're out playing a bunch. Uh, thank you to everybody who's still listening, and we will see you next week.